Let's go. Let's go. Every once in a great while, there's a seismic shift in the world of entertainment. A moment where talent, technology, and innovation combine to change the game forever. You're about to witness unrivaled turntablism, knowledge, and sheer passion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome TC and Jake. So I think it would be uh, helpful to, at the outset, like, I, you know, we should probably mention this is our, we've done a lot of broadcasting and has not made the airwaves. There's been technical <laughs> difficulties. I had a rough week on that front. Yeah, yeah. We lost um, the whole episode. We lost like two hours and 15 minutes of the DZ. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to contribute to that. It happens. Yeah, you know, like I was, <laughs> it's, it's a bit like just, I don't know. As as the uh, the technical director of the show, I certainly do feel responsibility. But then, like, was arguing with myself about it. You know, like I didn't make the fucking microphone. You know, <laughs> like I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it, okay. Um, it's it's <clears throat> the best thing that happened to Blake is that I've been doing this podcast for ten years. Yeah. So like See, probably the first couple times I was like somewhat upset with you, but also like you're doing it and I'm not. So like, it wouldn't make a whole know. lot of sense for me to get upset with you. But I have a lot of experience in losing files. So when it happened to Blake the other day, he looked like he wanted to kill himself. And I was like, dude, it, it's, it happens. I mean, I, I feel like we're at like, what, less than five out of the thousand, thousand and ten episodes? Yeah. Um, Goddamn dogs. Being annoying. Uh, you know what, who doesn't do that? Cats. Yeah. Pretty sure cats are picky about which doors are open and closed too. How's he doing? Dude, he has my heart. You like that cat a lot? I do. Yeah, he, uh, they're weird. That's definitely, uh, like if you, if you didn't grow up with a cat, you have a lot of learning to do. I'm like, how'd you get up there? What's the highest <laughs> thing? Can you get on like the mantle? <laughs> get anywhere he wants, dude. <laughs> he can get anywhere. It's amazing. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. In one of the episodes we lost, I let you know that DK Metcalf can also do that. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I should have named him DK Metcat. Oh, boy. That'd be great. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a little bit stolen valor because you're not a Seahawks fan or an Ole Miss fan. But if you were either of those, I think it'd be an automatic. Do you see Major got a job? No. Where? I think South Florida. Why? Did, how come you didn't name the cat Major? We talked about it. Um, it, it was discussed, and um, my daughter was like, "Well, we could call him Binksy Major Applewhite, but he might get confused." And I'm like, "You know what? He probably would get confused." I don't think he would get confused. Yeah, he's the head coach at South Alabama. South Alabama. There you go. Yeah. Certainly one of those south southern state schools. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't really want to redo anything. Like it's all fine, you know. Like I, I don't want people to feel like they really missed out on a lot. Um, you know, we were certainly doing our, our best efforts at the time that we could, but you know, it's not like uh it was like the podcasting equivalent of the Magna Carta or anything. And I just I feel like in general I don't, 
I, I, I don't think there's any chance that the material, if we just repeat it, will be as good as it was when we did it. And we don't have that, and we're never going to have that. So just time to keep moving. What Move do you on. think? I, I agree. You know, one thing uh, that I like about this cold weather. What's one thing you like about this cold weather? I like how you can leave a bottle of water in your car. And like when you go out to retrieve it, uh, there's just a little bit of ice in there. That is fun. If that's the best thing about it, then I, I guess I'd have to say I don't, I don't like it that much. But I don't know that it's the best thing about it, but I just, uh, I just got a bottle of water out of my car, and there's just a couple shards of ice in there. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I like that. I do that's think how I, they should sell water. I do think I like the extremes. You know, like it's just fun. You like extreme heat? Oh, yeah, definitely. I love fuck? extreme heat. It's awesome. I like as everyone else is just bitching all summer. I'm just like, this is a, this is a fun experience, dude. The problem for me is like I have you know um, I don't know if the word is like the heuristic or whatever, but like I immediately just default to passing out at two a days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, this almost killed me. Mm-hmm. I had I, well, I don't know if it's heat stroke or heat exhaustion or whatever, but I I identify like July with passing out. <laughs> I mean, the big thing with weather is just the, the binary of, is it hot enough to get in the water or isn't it? And if it's hot enough to get in the water, then I don't have anything bad to say about it. That's uh, a good point. And once you're in the water, even if it's like, you know, 110 outside, it's not 110 on the water. No, it's not. That would be dangerous. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a nice... Nice, you know, what? What do you think it is, like, if you're actually in, like, 80? Um, well, it depends, right? Like, I mean, and by the way, we need yeah. to talk off sked about uh, the summer. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the lake in Montana, that, I don't think that, like, changes much. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's, it's not 110 up there outside, you know, it's like. That was warm. I feel like warm for the, I think like it was like a high of like 88 and there okay. everyone was like, look at this heat wave. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just mean, no, in I Granbury, it's like, you know, it, it's, I, I promise you that like, if you're, it's not just like that you're in the water, it's like the water cools the air around it. It's like <laughs> got the, a fucking scientist on our hands over the here. Temperature on this, the air temperature just above the water is not like the same as the ambient I'm, you know, call in any professors you want. They'll they'll back me up. Lakes are tight. Have you uh, have you updated yourself on C.D. Lamb's mom? I am aware of C.D. Lamb's mom's comments. We've got C.D. Lamb mom. We've got Micah brother, and of course the resident president of the club, Dak brother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, she just things really are going great. She lost me big time whenever, like, the first, th like, you know, it's like, all right, let's hear her out, you know? And then uh, then someone's like, I wish he was with CJ Stroud, and she was like, yeah, he's the best. Like, who would you rather, like, I, I love CJ Stroud. I think he's one of the real stars of the league. I can't believe what he's doing. I wouldn't surprise me at all if he had a better career than Dak. And maybe I'm going to look silly because if he does beat the Ravens today, then I think that everyone will agree that, uh, you know, 
he's a, a step ahead of Dak. But who would you rather have throwing to you right now? I think definitely Dak. I don't know if it's definitely, but I would take Dak. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah. she's over here just because like he's also from Houston. Like who cares? I mean, he's not, but like plays he's not in even Houston. from Houston. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, whoever was like asking her about it was uh, yeah, come like home. making some kind of hometown tie thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. At that point, I realized she's not. This isn't a serious analysis. She's just feeling emotional. It just must suck for CD. Obviously, like. He's got to probably go to Dak at some point and be like, yeah, man, sorry my mom was wilding. You don't want to ever have to say those words to anyone. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. And, and tell me, did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Yeah. But it's not – I mean, it's it's their three best players all have family members that routinely like sound off negatively about the program. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> it's just fucking insane, dude. Yeah. It's just we're not in a great place right now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, uh the rise of social media has been big for mothers, cousins, brothers, sisters, etc. Who knows what kind of career Roger Clinton could have had if social media had been big during his time. Whatever it became of him. I mean, I assume they that, kill him. Uh yeah, a hooker stabbed him to death or something. <laughs> You assume that. It <laughs> looks like he's still kicking. Roger. Like, what is he even doing over there? Who? The cat. I can't see him, so I don't, I don't know. You know what it's like? It's like the entire house is just like a, an obstacle course that he loves. That's tight. And he just like wakes up every day and he's like, oh, tight. There's a couch. Does he scratch stuff? He does. We got him a little post. Does he stick to the post? Nah. That's not, just... Not, it is, I wouldn't say stick to it, but he that, uh, en- engages with it. Yes. That episode of How To with John Wilson, where yeah. the cat's just taking apart his entire house, that was a nightmare. I don't know what you do. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like you get rid of the cat, but I don't feel good about that. Like, I'm going to narrate for you what's happening right now. Okay. The dog is laying down, and the cat is just running around it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just simply running around it. Yeah. He's doing some laps. Yeah. No no real purpose. No uh, no objective, really. Just, just kind of running around it. And the dog is just like, the fuck are you doing to me? Yeah. How did you do this to me at 13 years old? What do you think is the biggest animal the cat could kill? Ooh, I don't know, man. I think they bred pretty much all the instincts out of this bad boy. Yeah. So, uh, none? Yeah, I saw a TikTok last night of someone who had like a, what, I think it's called like a serval. I've heard of that. Yeah. Just in their house. Like it was it was chilling with their other cat, because it is a cat. It's not a domesticated house cat. I wouldn't recommend keeping one in your house. It lo- it like it was, disease. It was doing the thing, you know the the. <sighs> yeah, and the camera person seemed used to it, but like I, you know, I was watching it on video, and I was I felt a chill run through me. Did um, I tell you that? Uh, uh, 
Gordon sent me an article the other day um, when I told him I got a cat. Like, the cats don't, like, they, they, like, evolved into purring. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, With humans. Like, after their time with humans is when they started purring? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were trying The low-frequency vibration, like, they figured out, you know, I'd say they figured out that's an extreme simplification. Mm -hmm. But that like people like that. Nature selected for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fast evolving. Just out of, you know, I don't know how long they've been with humans, but it's, it can't be that long in evolutionary no. terms. Yeah. And it's like the perfect like frequency that when you hear it, you're like, I like that. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Um, so I was a... Uh, I, I, this is what I was about to start telling you whatever the recording screwed up last time. So hopefully the okay. story's not bad luck. Um, I was thinking about what if I won the lottery, you know, because I just bought the lottery. I was looking at it, said it at a, the cash. We could do that episode every week if you wanted. Yeah, I did do uh, uh, every week podcast of what I would do if I won the lottery for like 10 weeks a couple of years ago. I recall that. Um. And so, so whenever I did that one, I didn't have kids yet. And now I was thinking about how we would handle the kid. Because I, I like spending as much time with her as possible. I, I like, I, you know, I'd say, give me all of that that you got. And I think if you won the lottery, like people have different um, philosophies about how to approach money with their children. Like I remember... Whenever I worked at Success, we had a guy on who uh, he was the founder of Square that wasn't the Twitter guy, Jack Dorsey. He was the other guy, but he had you know a similar amount of money. Like he had enough money that you know no one in his family ever needed to work again. But he was very clear that he thought that that would be an unsatisfying life, so he was not making it an option. Like he he was not going to pass on his money to his kids because he thought that. In order for them to experience what they, you know, what would be their best optimal life, they would need to have some kind of pursuit of something. Like then, Steve Aoki's dad, the founder of Benihana. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and uh, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I guess I'm interested in his perspective because he's he's you know he's experienced that to some extent. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it just seems like he's skewed about it, though, you know? Like, what if you tried to found Square and then just failed a bunch of times and died? You know? Like, then would you be like, it's great to work? <laughs> I don't think you would. Uh, it's just like, it, it worked out for him. So he's like, everyone should do this. <laughs> okay, dude. Uh, I, I think that people could have a pretty good life having all of their needs met and just being able to pursue whatever they wanted to pursue. Obviously, there's a large history of rich kids having bad lives, obviously. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I think that that's not necessarily because they're rich. I think that in order to get rich, the parents have to probably focus on the business. I also think that there's just a lot of people who have bad lives, period, and it's not ever really related to money. It's related to how your parents treat you growing up. You know, like uh, the Army Hammer documentary where they're talking about 
um, Armand Hammer and how he treated his kids and then how they treated Army and, you know, things of this nature. Um, like, it's just all, you know, intergenerational trauma kind of stuff of, you know, like my, I never had a, it, any kind of, like, instructions on how to be a good dad or do anything other than abuse. And so here I am, I'm going to do some heavy abusing. And then that repeats and repeats and repeats. And I don't think that the fact that they're, they've got a lot of money is like a huge feature in that. I more kind of think that the getting a lot of money is sort of a maladapted thing in the first place, you know, like they, they didn't have, they didn't learn things of how to like really feel satisfied and how to appreciate what they have. Um, and so they, you know, pour all of their life to the cost of their family into acquiring more money. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really believe that if you just meet all of your kids' financial needs and more, uh, that they're like guaranteed to be miserable or anything. I think that, you know, there's a lot of examples of rich people going off and like, you know, becoming like Army Hammer becoming an actor is a good example, you know, although I don't think his family had uh, just a, an insane amount of the Armand Hammer money. And also, I'm not sure it is a good example because he did eat those people. Yeah, he did eat those people. So it sort of cuts against me. But I feel like it would be okay. I would like to tr start by trying with, uh, hey, Izzy, we've got everything that you could need. You know, like, do whatever you want to do. Um. <laughs> and so for whatever she's a kid, like now, I think that you wouldn't need to put her in school. Like the point of school is to give her the skills to be able to, you know, survive in the workplace. And then there's also like a socializing aspect that's that's really sure. big. <clears throat> but and I, I think that if she was just spending all of her time with us and not time with other kids that. I think that would be a detriment to her, but I don't know. I like you could find something, you know. Like I don't fuck, dude. We'd be rich enough that like there'd be other people in our lives who could quit all their shit if they wanted to. Yeah. So there's a couple things about it. I think the first thing is that um, it it seems to me that it <clears throat> tends to be the case that people with like just untold wealth don't spend that much time with their kids. Yeah. So it's very hard to like, you know, as you said, like they're typically just trying to make more money. So it's kind of hard to like tease out the factors of why these people end up the way that they end up. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is to me, you know, you've seen all those studies about like there's really not like an increase in happiness past like X amount of income. Yeah, I think that the interpretations of those is sometimes disputed. I, I think that it's it's more like there's a like stress goes away around seventy five k, but like yeah, and, there are and still I, benefits to having more than seventy five k. Yeah, sure, but I mean, I guess it's the same thing for you as it is for me, and um, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate to be able to say this. Like, I'm never going to be like homeless. I was thinking about that the other day. I do think I will not ever be homeless. I was pretty yeah, excited like, about that. Like, I mean, it, you know, we talked about this a little bit uh, when we first uh, left the ticket is like, you know, I mean, that's that's some level of privilege. 
oh, on yeah. my on my end. Like not just that my wife has like a, a pretty good job, but also just that my parents, um, you know, my dad did pretty well for himself. My mom's business is doing pretty well. My mom and stepdad's business. And it's like, I was able to take a little bit of a risk. Not like they're going to, like, I've never taken like money from them mm -hmm. outside of like college, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm not going to be like destitute. Like if I really like, if it really came down to it, I'm not going to be like on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so you're allowed to pursue things a little bit, uh, a little bit differently than maybe, maybe other people are. So, yeah, you know, that's part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. I just, you know, if you, if you ask her right now, it, it seems like her strong preference is to not have us ever leave her anywhere. You know I mean? Like it used to be, yeah. Yeah. It used to be that when we would drop her off to school for the first several weeks, like she'd, you know, cry a little bit just about every time. And like, that doesn't feel like you're doing the right thing then. Uh, That's and part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you like, you want them to learn it, but like, I don't know, wouldn't it be great if you had the luxury to be able to, you know, wait longer to where they were like, cause I, I don't think if, if she, like she started two years before most kids enter kindergarten. I don't know. I like, I, I guess I'd be surprised to some extent if like next year, the first time we drop her off that she cries, I feel like she'll just be in it. Like, you know, the older they get, the more they can handle. Dude, the crazy thing to me is like, and, and my mom will, will say stuff to me about this. Like, isn't he too young to be going? Cause like Carter, as I told you, goes to like a, a like eight thirty to noon program now. Mm -hmm. She's like, he's too young. Dude, I have friends that it's literally like four months. <laughs> yeah. Like you got to go back to work. Yeah. And I feel like that's almost like probably better for you. I think it probably depends on the kids some. Um, I'm sure. But like you're not like. Yeah, I wondered like, you yeah. know, because we, you know, by the time that COVID hit, we did not feel like putting her in anything. And then once COVID hits, you definitely don't want to put her in anything. Um, and so, you know, by the time we had her in a program, uh, it was, you know, like it, it was, it went very, very, very bad. You know, like she was not through. Yeah, I remember you telling me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, I was, well, I was wondering like if we had just made this normal you know, if, if she'd experienced more of this earlier, would would she be more acclimated to it? Because I don't think that she would have known enough to, like, she wouldn't be able to perceive well enough. Like, she knows whether or not, newborns know whether or not their parents in the room. Like, that, you know, like, it affects their sleep. Like, if you're in this... Scent. In the, yeah, yeah. There's a connection there. Um, but I don't think that, um, like, you know, she wouldn't, like, freak out whenever we were, I remember when, because there was a time whenever I start because we were always dropping her off with my mom and there was a time where she started to freak out whenever I would leave my mom's house and it, it wasn't the beginning of her life, but I guess that cuts against it because, you know, she developed that ability despite regularly doing the mom thing and, you know, it still started to bother her at some point. So maybe that would have been the case the other way, but Anyways, I think that it's, you know, it means something to me that she's saying that this is bad and I don't want to do it. And so if I had 
infinite resources, uh, I think I'd probably treat the whole thing differently. Um, but I was then starting to think about, okay, so like some part of me might be like, you know, let's just fucking travel Europe for all of October and bring her with on the whole thing. And we'll all just fuck around and like, who gives a fuck about school? She doesn't need to earn money. We've got enough. Um, I think that that's attractive and I'm open to the possibility, but I was thinking, what if I do think that like the socializing her and like just that having some component of school in her life is that important, but I want it to be on my terms, you know, like I'm already worried now because I had a very, you know, I, I had a lot of, uh, criticisms of how my schooling went with the administration, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that I would have recommended they do different during my time. Sure. And so I'm pretty worried that like that stuff's going to come up with her, you know, like I, I don't want to be battling with administrators again. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I fucking will if I need to. And I'm, I'm worried about it. So I was thinking about what would be able to, like, if I did have an infinite resources, would that, give me the ability to like, you know, just have more power in those negotiations. And I was like, well, if you were like a big donor to a private school, then definitely. But I don't want to, I really don't want to send her to private school under any circumstance. So I'm like, how could I send her to public school and be fucking running this bitch? And, uh, okay. I thought about it for a bit and I was, I was like, it actually it'd be easy uh the fucking <laughs> like it's just you could control i was starting to this is the main point that i want to make i was starting to think about <laughs> how does a person control a school board and like i started to like really like pencil it out of like you need a cell phone company yeah 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 i yeah i was like wait that's what they're doing um, and like, I just don't think it would be hard at all. Like, uh, all school board members in Texas, it's a matter of state law that they can't have, uh, a salary for that. Like, so, you know, the city council people make like 60 K and I think that the, the mayor makes like double that, um, or it might be 80. I don't know. Uh, and then. But like school board, you may, you have to make zero. So just set up some kind of company where in a non-elite, in a way that respected the letter of the law, but certainly not the spirit of it, just employ the whole fucking school board. And like uh, there's a guy, I, I, I think that there's a guy that kind of like once I started thinking about it, I'm like, is that what commit is? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know the details, but like, I, I think that that might already be going on to some extent. Um, so your idea, <clears throat> if you win the lottery, is to buy a school board so that your daughter can go to public school and that they have to implement the policies that you support. I mean, it was something I was kicking around. <laughs> Let's just poke it, you know, let's just examine it so that if I do win, I'll know then whether or not, uh, you know, it's something worth dumbest pursuing. Dumbest shit ever. Because <laughs> some of those races, I think that you, I think like $20,000 gets it done. 
<clears throat> I can absolutely tell you that what happened at Grapevine Colleyville, the people that ended up winning outspent by like five times. Yeah. And that's I'd, like conservative. I just think that those are like I think there's DISD races. There's just there's a lot less resources in the district than anything in Grapevine Colleyville. So I I think that some of those seats on DISD, I think you could I think a you know a campaign that has twenty thousand dollars at their disposal, uh that's that's a, that's an easy done and way. dusted. Um, and then there's a few that it's like a hundred thousand dollars, you know. I, but I you'll have that though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so like I, you know, for like a couple million, I think it's like guaranteed that you could have a majority wide enough to pass through anything that you really feel strongly about. What's the <laughs> what's the guy's name who's like the shadow man behind the Supreme Court? The Harlan Crow. Oh, Leo, Leonard Leo. Yeah, that's basically what you want to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really care what happens to the other kids. You know, like I, I don't I don't think that I know enough. I would leave it to the experts how the school board is run in general. I would just want that if I made a call that they'd be like, well, we got to fucking do whatever he says. He's our benefactor. Yeah, yeah. And like the calls would just be like, you know, uh, we want all our friends in the in the class, but then I was thinking, like, is that good? Like, I, this is all gets to. This I think the it's, most boring lottery dream of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking no, ridiculous. Uh, nothing more interesting than our children and their futures. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I was thinking, like, like what would I want to use that power for? And like packing her class with like all of her friends. That that seems like a great idea. Uh, but then I'm like, like, I, I just think in life, there's a real paradox around choice of like, I think that we like, you know, no one, everyone wants to have choice, but like, does it actually make us happy? And so if she was forced to have a bunch of classes with people she didn't know yet, would she find better friends in there than the friends that she has now? So would I be removing an opportunity from her by giving her her current friends in the class? You know what I'm saying? Of course I do. I don't know how to deal with that. You know, like, so do I even want to control the whole school board or is like, you know, would it be, would it be bad? Would it, would the consequences end up being negative for me being able to dictate her entire schooling? But you could at least keep books about like being trans in the library. I feel pretty good about the ISD on that. You think so? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I remember whenever that all of that first popped off that we were taking her to a church nearby that that was where her uh like daycare was. Yeah. That's and, what we do. And they had a display of books at the church for the preschool, you know, for like she could check them out whenever she was leaving if she wanted to. Satanic and, verses were up there. Well, there's a bunch of stuff about like being gay or whatever. And mm. I'm, you know, I'm like, that's great. You know, like the, no one here. It's like, you know, certainly we, we all know now that there are a ton of people who are real up in arms about this. But like they don't live. They live in DFW, certainly in large numbers. I don't think they really live in Dallas, you know. Yeah. Like if you were one of those people, you would like self-select out pretty fast, I think. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck's going on up in like 
Yeah, like I always I know Lake Highlands is like a real Republican stronghold. So like I don't know if the and and Lake Highlands High School is part of Richardson ISD and not Dallas ISD. So I guess always been strange to me. Yeah, yeah. Like how did that start? I mean, I guess it's you know, it's a that was a really underdeveloped area at the dawn of schooling in town, I think. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense that Richardson was like, you know what, we could just do this. We're closer. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know, you know, I, I, maybe I'd be, I don't feel like I know everything about it, but it is my sense that I am not worried about the ISD going too far in that direction, despite the fact that they are very close to school districts that, uh, do take measures that I'm concerned by. <laughs> yeah, I guess, whoa, geez, you could have muted. Yeah, yeah, I regretted that I didn't. I, I, you know, I have some level of uh, worry that if I want to get involved, because like, I don't know, we've talked to like Rylan about this, right? Like Rylan was on uh, Trophy Club City Council for a number of years. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, I guess I have some level of worry that if I wanted to get involved, it would be very easy to like defame me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like someone just, you know, went to his Twitter bio. I think he listed some rap artists that he liked and they they found like times those rap artists used the N-word and were like, do you support guy, this? Yeah, yeah. This guy, he loves the N-word. Do you want an yeah. N-word loving councilman? And I mean, I've said some wild shit. Yeah. I plan on continuing to say some wild shit. I don't know. I... I guess I wonder how much that stuff works. It probably depends. You know, like, I think that there's definitely a kind of person like me. If I'm expecting for the, most of the voters to be like me, then I'm going to lose every time. But, uh, you <laughs> That's know. kind of been your biggest problem. <laughs> uh, I think that it's, you know, sometimes you look at that stuff and, like, it, it backfires. It's like, this is very shrill. Like, I, I know that my values are not such that, you know, if someone listens to rap music, I'm like, this is a bad person. So whenever someone puts out an ad, you know, to that effect, I'm like, okay, well, the person writing the ad doesn't share my values, and I want to do the opposite of whatever they said. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know, you know, it, all of it, like, it's, I think if you had these kind of resources, it definitely wouldn't fucking matter. Okay, yeah, in the millionaire dream. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't see me running for council currently. The biggest problem that I have uh, is not like something offensive that I've said. It's that I'm consistently on record that I believe that neighborhoods should be preempted whenever it comes to zoning decisions. <laughs> not a popular take. I mean, you know, it's gaining popularity everywhere. Uh, just like I, I think those decisions should be made at like a state level because the state has a more clear-eyed view about, uh, you know, the... Like, you're like, who, well, this should benefit the people. And whenever you make these local decisions about like how many houses should be here, then the people is the people who already own homes in that neighborhood. And like, certainly their opinions matter. But I also am interested in the opinions of the people who don't live there yet, but would like to, but can't because of the current prices. Like, that Boring. was boring. That was us for East Dallas for 90% of my life, you know? Like, the second that I got to enough money where I could live in East Dallas, I did. But prior to that, I didn't live there because it was too expensive. And, like, that fucking sucked. And if if every block in East Dallas looked like the block that I live on, 
then it'd be a lot easier to live here because there'd be a lot more homes, there'd be greater supply, and I uh, would be able to meet the demand. Boring. It's important to people's lives, though. I can't argue that many do find it boring, but there's a lot of people who don't. <laughs> Look at the numbers on Matt Iglesias' Substack. Oh. He's making millions, dude. I'm not going to do that. I don't know if this is weird to say out loud, but I was talking with someone who was uh, <laughs> giving me, like, he was like, he had done the math on Bob's Substack. It was like, shocked and he was starting to tell me the math and i was also shocked <laughs> good for him i was i was fucking excited you know like i hope my man's getting very rich over there but uh, i don't know it's probably a weird thing to talk about uh, it doesn't i'm not reading on your face that you want to discuss this a lot <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> <laughs> so we could move on but i just i just want to say big ups you know I just want sure. to say big ups. I like sure. it. I like reading his Substack. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not D Magazine money, but it's good. Shut up. <laughs> All right, hit me with one more topic. I did watch the Chappelle special. Okay, was and I right? Yeah, I think that was in one of the parts that got eight. Is that you were just basically like, it's good. He makes a couple of trans jokes, but it's not a focus. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, a bit tough because he opens with it. Like, yeah. So that's a, like a lot of times that's like what you remember about a special. Um, and I wish he wouldn't have stacked it that way, but I don't feel like it was like the thrust of the overall like tone. I I thought it was as close to vintage Chappelle as we've had in like three or four specials yeah Yeah, i enjoyed it it quite a bit it really was it was it it was i wouldn't say it's the best one he's ever done because there's others that are just like so fucking good you can't say that this is better than them but i i feel like it's it's equal to those there's like you know it's it's on the mount rushmore of Chappelle specials it's i wish he would let it go completely but he's never going to um, and like the ways that he brought a, it up, he's got was, an ego. He's combative. Yeah, the, and you're, yeah. What you were about to say? Yeah, some of them were clever. Like, like you know, he was talking about like how he's a guy that like seeks out boundaries and then crosses them, and he's like, and no one does that more than trans men. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not insulting, you know. Like no. that's that's like I see you, big ups, you know. Uh, if he wants to say stuff like that all day, that's fine. Um, but yeah, just whenever he walks out and like, I, you know, I could see like, fuck dude, it's the stage. It's, it's the fucking same setting as the one that I watched in college over and over and over. Like, yeah, it's a heavy hit of nostalgia and like all other humans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like nostalgia. So I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. It's classic Dave. And he's telling long stories and like telling long stories about that period of his life like fuck yeah dude it was great i enjoyed the yeah. spell special a lot <clears throat> i was really i was really uh pleasantly surprised with it and i and i <clears throat> i still think there's like like the die is almost cast as far as backlash because i still see people you know on twitter like oh this guy only cares about pronouns now but i feel like you have to actually watch it and see i don't know if it's necessarily like the evolution of a person or if it's just <clears throat> the evolution of a professional yeah. where I feel like he probably 
is aware of the fact that we're kind of tired of that bit. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, to me, he's like one of the funniest people who's ever lived. <laughs> yeah. So, this, this really, like it was, you know, like most careers, like it's just, you know, you, you get better and then like at a certain point you level off and then you get worse. And so I, you know, I would have said that he he would be, you would still look at the body of work and say, this is one of the two or three greatest comedians that's ever lived. Uh, but it, it felt like, you know, the, the period of making stuff that was excellent was over, you know, because those last two like fucking sucked. They just weren't, weren't good. Uh, and to see him like do those, then just be like, actually, I am going to make some great stuff still. It's exciting. Like now, like maybe his next one will be just as good. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> is this the cat? <laughs> can you see this i see your dog i can't really make out the how cat. are you in a how are you in a lamp he's inside a lamp he's just living <laughs> in the lamp now get down <laughs> i think his english is probably poor at this uh age you know yeah he's he's a baby he only yeah. knows consonants and a couple of... oh <laughs> he knocked over the lamp yeah. Uh, <laughs> How did you even do that? I'm sorry. No, it's all that good. That was, uh, I turned around and there's a cat in the lamp, like inside the shade. <laughs> he just knocked it down. <laughs> sorry. Like, I don't even know how he does that. No, and he freaked himself out too. He took off. Yeah, that's probably for the best. A little reset. Sorry. Um, so so getting, Trump, huh? What's that? I uh, just pivoted to Trump. Okay. Um, I gave a, an Uber to a guy the other day where uh, this is so oddly enough, the day before this happened, I had someone get in the car and be like, hey, I'm going to make a phone call. Can you turn the music down? And then they took like 10 minutes after that to make the phone call. So I was kind of like, that seems fucked up. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why did I have to turn it down? Yeah. Um, but then the next day, uh, far surpassed. So I, it was a, like a 45 minute ride to the airport. Like I, you know, rides had taken me way out there to bikini. So we were going from like bikini down to the airport, 45 minutes. When I get, when the guy gets into the car, hits me with the same thing. Hey, I got a phone call. Please turn down the music. I'm like, okay. Uh, doesn't make the phone call at all. Over the next 45 minutes, doesn't spend a single second on the phone. And like this, is, I don't believe that he tried to make the call and then didn't. Like I wasn't like staring at him. I was driving. It's so like maybe he had a phone up to his ear and it was ringing or whatever. But I, I detected none of that. It felt to me like he decided to start off the first interaction he and I have ever had in our entire lives by lying to my face. Yeah. And like, you know, I was thinking about like if if someone did just come in and be like, hey, turn your shit down. I don't I think I would be like, you know, how about you buy a fucking car, buddy? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not regularly a dick to the people in the Uber, but they're not regularly like I should be able to dictate everything about this experience. Like 
I am still here, you know, like I, and I, I own the car, <laughs> you know, like I, I should have some say in how the environment inside this vehicle that I own feels. And like, I'm not, you know, like I'm, I'm very specific. I know exactly how many notches on my, uh, you know, volume that I'm willing to go to whenever someone else is in the car. And I, I try to keep it extremely respectful because, you know, whatever. It would be annoying if I had loud music playing, I think. Um, and I've had people tell me about other times that they've gotten in Ubers that uh, they, they were not chill about it. So I know some of the drivers out there just fucking blasting heavy metal sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it seemed wild. Like I, I just would love to know, you know, like did, did he get a text then immediately being like, hey, sorry, I can't make it. Or like, was this his whole plan the entire time? Just be like, well, here's a good way to get what I want. Why? If we were to put ourselves in his position, let's say that he did briefly try to make a phone call, they didn't answer, and then he thought it was like awkward to be like, hey, you can turn it back up. I, mean, I think it would be easy to be like, all right, you're good, man. That's what I would have done. Yeah. But then if they call back, does he have to be like, oh, shit, turn it back down? I don't know. I mean, I think that... I never actually messed with like those preferences. Do people do that often? I don't. I. I don't. No. I don't see. I don't ever see it. I, I'm confused by the whole thing. I've never. The the app has never told me like this person doesn't want music or this person does or this person doesn't want conversation or this person does. It's just hmm. like fucking go pick them up and here's where they're going. Hmm. So I I don't know. I don't know why because I've I've heard of and seen that stuff, but never experienced it on my side um but yeah i've had really those two guys were the first two times that someone had said like actually been directly like i'm on the phone can you turn it down um and i've had a lot of people make calls it's just like i said i keep it at a pretty low level it's not disrupting a call in the first place um so that's that's where most people are at is they're just like you know they don't give a fuck like why would you but this guy did uh, and then didn't, didn't, didn't make a call at all. Did you talk at all for the next 45 minutes? No, but that's pretty normal. Okay. That's how you are, right? Um, depends on how much I've had to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But because, you know, I, I do, th I do like, uh, I do like learning about like where people are from and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't dislike it. So like if it's, you know the old days and i'm taking a 1 1 2 a.m uber and we want to talk about what's going on with this whole cashmere situation yeah yeah i'm down for that yeah that's great but for the most part yeah no i mean i play it like i do with tom thumb yeah yeah that's that's what i'm figuring the <laughs> yeah. guy who makes all of his hair care decisions based on who's not going to talk to me <laughs> it's probably not not real chatty in the uber <laughs> typically no so yeah, Typically like a uh, you know mid afternoon airport ride. Yeah, no, I I I didn't think it was weird at all that we didn't talk after that. But I didn't like that he lied to me. I didn't like. No, you shouldn't. Didn't have. like it at all. Um. All okay, right. let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll uh, be back. Maybe see you soon. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.